Welcome to 40K Radio. Hello and welcome to episode 87 of 40K Radio. I'm one of your hosts, Matt Alex. With me, as always, is JF. Hey, Matt. Amy. Hello. And we have our most special guest today, Terrace, the man behind Geek Nation Tours. Awesome. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Of course. And today, taking a look at all the latest GW previews, including the recent Middle Earth preview. Yes, we're going to talk Middle Earth. And, of course, Terrace will be letting us know about all the awesome stuff happening over at Geek Nation Tours. But, as always, we like to start with hobby stuff. And, Terrence, it's been a while since you've been on, so we'll let you start. What have you sure. been doing relatively recently? I have been working on jungle terrain. So I've been, uh, of course, uh, continuing my road down Ghost Archipelago, and I have tons of uh, um, jungle terrain. Learned a lot from YouTube. It's amazing what a resource that is. And uh, just trying to make some cool places to 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 adventure in and uh, the 3d printer has been burning constantly basically the pictures of that board that you sent previously it looks awesome i can only imagine it's gotten better as you keep working on it thanks yeah i um it's a love you know i I, that's my steel I i love to uh create where uh worlds universes so yeah i'm excited about it um, and the new stuff is really good too. It's more, it's um, more scatter terrain ish. So yeah, it's turned out really good. Really happy with how it came out. Awesome. Have you been um, painting any minis or anything, or really just working on the terrain? Uh, just mostly terrain. The last thing I painted was a, uh, a cyclops. So yeah, nice. uh, yeah it was kind of cool. You know, last time I was probably fourteen when I painted a cyclops, so it was nice <laughs> to. to, to to try that again. Yeah, good stuff. Really excited about it. Awesome. Amy, how about you? Mine is like super boring today because it's a lot of stuff I cannot talk about. <laughs> Yay. Gray's secret hobby. My favorite. <laughs> it's going to be cool, though. We'll talk about it soon ish. Awesome. JF? I feel like it's only last week that I talked about what I was working on, <laughs> because it was that. Um, I also have a couple of secret things I can't talk about, so that's kind of annoying. But uh, I am – here's the thing. Like Last week, I was very, very happy about, like, oh, I'm digging into my beast snag as, oh, yeah, uh-huh. And I was very excited. And then I talked to my brother, who's who I'm doing that <laughs> campaign with, He's uh, and he's basically telling me – you know what? Yeah, we're going to do that, but it's going to be a while until I get to my stuff. <laughs> so it's more of a definitely an after next to Depticon thing. I'm like, ah, oh, so I'm right now doing taking a, a bit of a break from the beast snaggers. And instead, I'm uh, I'm concentrating on a few of those, those secret things. But also I am going to be focusing a little harder and moving up the timetable hopefully for when i get that uh tau combat patrol yes. box out for for the for the youtube channel so i i'm i i want to get out the episode that i am almost done editing it but it's a little bit more work than what i usually do so that i can talk about the very i i, I find it cool uh paint scheme because i've been doing a lot of really grim dark stuff and revving up to do like a lot of uh horace heresy Death guards, very grim dark. So I want a, a change of pace with those Tau, and and I think I've landed on something that's going to be fun and exciting. I may take a few years off Tau after that, though. <laughs> it's a lot. Of you tau. won't. You won't. <laughs> yeah. I I you won't because at some point I'll be painting crews because the Game Workshop keeps showing us images of those crews from the Kill Team box, and they look fantastic. And I mean, Kroot, Tau, you know. You know. Hand in hand, right? Mm-hmm. You'll have a Tau army and then a, a Crute army as well, maybe? <laughs> I I don't, like, that's the thing. Like, I've got, what, three somewhat functional tabletop-ready Tau armies, and not a single one of them have, have crews. So 
if they if they have 40k rules for those crudes uh for for kill team and they probably will definitely going to be adding them and i don't know crudes are pretty easy to paint maybe grab a box and you know, f- fill out the ranks of uh, add another b- a bunch of recruits to my forty eight Tau Fire Warriors I already own. <laughs> Perfect. Excellent. How about you, Matt? Well, for me, um, much the same as you. Things I can't talk about, but it's because I haven't been doing anything. Um, <laughs> nothing secret. <clears throat> so, just been really busy with work, so I haven't had a much chance to hobby. But I am still, when I can, working on putting together. Horus Heresy stuff. I found the Apothecaries I got a while ago and slapped those together. So got some at least some additional options besides besides what comes in that main box. But um hoping to get a game in of Horus Heresy at least hopefully in the next month to give it a give it a good old go. But that's all for you me. Know, you you could have lied. We would we would have backed you up. Yeah, I know, that's fine. <laughs> I could have made I could have said anything. You guys would really about not much besides that. We'll change it in editing. <laughs> so the only thing, uh, we have lots of previews to look at, but we always have Terrace on to talk about the awesome stuff happening over at Geek Nation Tours. Now, Terrace, I understand that your Minis in the UK tour is up and ready to go. Yeah. Uh, finally, we're going headed back. Really excited about that. Um, during COVID, I had a had a whole bunch of time to revamp the site and figure out what I was doing. And one of the new projects that I was working on was, is what we like to call tour starter. So we, um, we create a tour, people register it, then there's no money down. And basically I gather those people. And when there's a critical mass, we get together and we build the tour that we want to. There's always, um, you know, a basic uh, layout of the tour but uh, we alter it. So what I did was I did it for the UK tour. So I asked them when they wanted to go, what they wanted to do. And there was a voting process and the whole bit. So it was really successful, this whole tour, tour starting thing. So um, within the last year, uh, a group of us built this tour together. So uh, we're going to be do- going in June and, and uh, late June and coming back in July and uh, doing a lot of cool stuff, uh, you know, stopping in London, going to the Imperial War Museum and that kind of thing. But we're also including ba- the Bovington Tank Museum right at its tank fest. So we'll be able to see them driving around Ooh, tanks. Nice. Yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a really awesome uh, festival that they have down there, a tank festival. And I, I guess only in the UK would you see a tank festival, but... Yeah, it's it's exciting about that, and then we go through Oxford and and uh, see some cool stuff there, and then of course we end up at uh, Nottingham. And uh, the group had a specific places they wanted to see. Uh, Warlord Games came up, and we're going to go see them. We're also going to stop at Warlord Games, uh, uh, King Kahuna's house. Uh, John Stollert's invited us to his place, and the Perrys have in, invited us to their place. So we get to see some some awesome tables and and how they game uh, while we're there. Not to mention, you know, of course, we go to uh, Warhammer World two days and uh, see War Games Foundry um, and Mantic, and uh, yeah, and talk to the Perrys. So we're really excited about it. It's been a long time since we've been to the UK, so. I like the uh, the tour starter concept where you, they kind of the people going kind of get to <clears throat> lead the way a little bit on what they're going to do. Yeah, I think it gives everybody a sense of of um, of uh, uh, how do I say a sense of of belonging and a sense of this is theirs, and that's what we really wanted to do. We wanted to give them a sense that they actually are in charge of of where we go. So, um, yeah, it's, 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 it's awesome. And plus, of course, it's all about building community, right? So we got to start building community even before we, the tour was even published. So yeah, it was really cool. And JF, this is the tour that you went on years ago, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was awesome. I couldn't recommend it more. One of the best, one of the best trips I did. Awesome. In a, in a, how's the Adepticon tour looking, Terrace? How many spots are left there? 
Yeah, we're filling up. It's going really well. Uh, of, of course, I had a backlog from last year, uh, but there was a lot of people that still, you know, had some COVID trepidation and, mm-hmm. and didn't make it last year. And so they're filling up those spots and and the people that are that went last year, of course, are returning. So, yeah, we're, we're it's really tight. So if you want to come board that, uh, let us know. I did change it a little bit. Uh, Thursday night, we usually do our pod- podcasters thing. Uh, I decided that I think it was better if we started to do ga- more gaming. I want to always include more gaming. So we're going to, unfortunately, uh, we won't be visiting you guys next year. <laughs> uh, although you can come and game with us on Thursday night. We're going to the Hyatt. Uh, going to see their s- stuff there and playing uh, Frostgrave. So we'll have an Osprey night at the Hyatt. I'm not sure if I'm going to open it up to the public or not, uh, but uh, uh, Brent Sinclair, who takes care of all the f- uh, Adepticon Frostgrave stuff, is going to be there, and he's going to uh, uh, run it for us. And Joe uh, of Frostgrave Frame is going to write the scenario. Uh, Osprey themselves are going to send us a whole bunch of gaming materials, uh, not to mention that the, the, a PDF of the rules, everybody will get it, and uh, some cool swag and, and games. So, yeah, an Osprey night on Thursday night is, is uh, changed. It hasn't even changed on the tour yet, so this is kind of the, the new thing that I'm working on right now. So excited about that. Well, you know, I think you can say, well, we will miss having dinner with you and the folks on your tour. We won't miss the awkwardly standing up and introducing ourselves part. <laughs> oh, I love to co- cause a little bit of pain. Every <laughs> <time>. <laughs> yeah. Any other, any other cool tours coming up that are maybe non-gaming related that people might be interested in? Sure. Um, I just released today my Star Trek tour, and this is kind of a new concept on how we're doing the Star Trek tour. We're getting celebrities to join us each day we're going to be in la and uh san francisco and each day we go to a star trek filming location and uh, we have a uh, star trek celebrity come and visit us and talk to us about uh, their experiences on trek and what they're doing now uh, so for instance it's a good example oh for our, our first night uh we go up to griffith's observatory which is an awesome place to go if you're in la you get to see not only the stars through the observatory, but also uh, L.A. spread out in front of you. Probably a lot of the views you see of L.A. Of LA uh, in movies is from the Griffiths Observatory. Uh, so, And it's a science geeky thing place anyway, but we're going to have uh, Tim Russ from, uh, from Voyager, Tuvok from Voyager, come up. He's a, he's a amateur uh, astronomer. And he's going to bring his telescope, and he's going to let us. He's going to talk to us about astronomy, and let us look through his telescope. So each day will be like that. Uh, we go to see uh, uh, um, tons of other other uh, uh, locations, filming locations, and cool stuff. But there's always going to be a celebrity with us each day. So um, anything from Armin Schirmerman, Quark. Uh, and we'll go to the theater and he'll talk about how Shakespearean uh, acting helped him emote Quark better. So, yeah, it's, it should be a cool tour. Awesome. That sounds like a, a really neat addition to the uh, to the Star Trek tour is getting the celebrities to go along, too, and sort of, you know, speak and, and talk to the folks on the tour. Right. And it'll be it'll be like a mini convention. It'll be your private convention. Only 18 people are allowed on the tour. And two tour guides, myself and Larry. And uh, so each day will be, you'll have like direct access to the stars and to Star Trek filming sites. So it'll be like a small private convention on set. That's awesome. Yeah. And I see you have uh, some of your Battlefield tours, uh, maybe, you know, a little little out, but, but available for booking. Yeah. Yeah, so we go to Japan twice in the next couple, couple of years. Always love going. I can't wait to get back. Uh, we have a classic samurai tour and a Sekigara Gahara um, uh, tour, and they're both battlefields, battlefield tours. We go from battlefield to battlefield to uh, Buddhist temples, and we always have a, um, a guest host. Our guest host this year is Danielle Danielle Bellelli from History on Fire podcast. 
So he's going to come with us and uh, and explore Japan with us. So that'll be pretty cool. Little Bighorn is another good one. And yeah, so there's there's lots of battlefield tours. So if you if you want to do some historical stuff, it's definitely there for you. Awesome. And guys, you can find all these tours and more. See all the awesome stuff Terrace is doing at geeknationtours.com. You can see all the upcoming tours. <clears throat> Get booking or join a, a tour starter if, if you're interested. There's a couple. Of, there's one of those up now too for New York Comic Con in yeah. October. Yeah. So yeah, help me build the tour. Awesome. Well, as always, uh, we have the recent GW previews to look at, and we get something a little bit unexpected. We get a a full preview devoted to the Middle Earth strategy battle game. So. I kind of wondered when I watched this, because remember Warhammer Fest um, and uh, they'd kind of hyped up the Middle Earth thing. And then they were like, look, it's dudes with bears. And part of me wonders if maybe this was supposed to happen then and it got pushed back because they really hyped it. And it was just guys and bears. They did seem very... They did seem very into what they were going to announce. And then <laughs> they did announce, a, admittedly, a cool dude on, like, a cool mm-hmm. bear dude, but just still a bear <laughs> dude. And to be fair, like, I had to assume, like, look, it's not like the, the, the Lord of the Ring people get a, a plethora of announcements and previews. So maybe this is yeah. a big deal for them and awesome. But I, I think your theory holds water. So... We're, we're getting a new core box, um, which is cool. There's a whole bunch of new models. They're finally putting out what are basically like a combat patrol box, but for the armies of Middle Earth, which is good. Uh, they're doing all the rules free online, which is good. Um, but the part that is exciting to me in terms, like as a 40K player, which is something that I'm hoping is going to happen on our side also, is that this is not a new edition. Um, they've said it's it's kind of a point five. There is a brand new rule book, but the rules it's it's not like brand new rules. They've just taken all of the errata and FAQs and all that sort of stuff and rolled it back into the rule book so that if you want, you can absolutely use your old rule book and your printouts and whatever else you want. Um, or you can buy the shiny new one with the new art and you know, all the new models and stuff. Uh and, and save yourself some time. And that is kind of my hope for 40K, that maybe it's just like a living edition, uh, you know. And, I mean, you could put out a new codex whenever you want. Like, that's fine. But let's – don't make me learn new rules again, guys. I play, like, twice a year. I can't I can't do it anymore. But that's the thing. Like, you were describing this to me over, over text and – that is kind of the model I'm hoping to see for 40K. Yeah. I like the idea of them. And they've been doing a good job of keeping this as a living uh, a living rule set. Like, they're not set in stone. We get we get regular data slates and, and, and point reviews. So it's, it's not like this thing needs to get major updates on the regular. Yeah. We just and and we we also have other sci-fi rule sets that we can play around with with Horus Heresy and now some of the box games like Kill Team, so it it doesn't feel like they need to do that to do a new edition, but being able to see once in a while a uh, some revised rules in in the same way they're doing for Lord of the Rings makes me very optimistic that maybe we're not going to go through the, the edition cycle again. Yeah, like here's a new core book. You don't have to. Uh, but it is updated with everything that has been updated, so you don't have to go double check all your rules and whatever. Yeah, and it, uh, com- and it yeah. comes in this nifty, cool box with two armies that are an amazing deal, anyways. That's yeah. that's how most people get their core rule sets, regardless. So, is there a rumor that the next edition for 40k is coming out, or is it a, a thing that the next edition for 40k? No, it's definitely not a thing. But if you look at sort of the development cycle. Um, it's not that far off, realistic. They, like, I mean, are all the are all the codexes up for this this edition yet? No, no, not yet. We got but, we have a couple left. We um <clears throat> we usually 
when we get a new codex, talk about what's left. But they have the new the new League of Votan army coming out soon, yeah. right? Which is just a whole right. new army for 40k. And then uh, Chaos Dunes have been announced. So there's still Imperial Guard and a few other stragglers left, but they are kind of... Well, probably going to see World Eaters also in this edition. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, when you think about, like, we've spent at minimum, like, a year and a half, almost two years of people not playing in the new edition in any real mm. meaningful sort of way. Yeah, the great uh, falls happened, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully it'll hang on a little more. But, like, I, I'm hoping that there just won't be a new, a quote unquote new edition, um, you know, and then you're not beholden to the, to the set, um, you know, the set codex thing either. Right. So like we, you know, if you add enough stuff, right, like, Oh, well maybe we're going to add all of the allied races to the Tau. So maybe they'll get a new codex sooner. You know what or, I mean? Like, yeah. Like I mentioned, like back in third edition, they did a, a re-edition of the Dark Eldar Codex, and that's something I'm not against them right. doing. I mean, they did, the 8th edition had two, there were two Space Marine Codexes and two Chaos Space Marine Codexes. Uh, so there's a precedent. Like, yeah, we could do although, although I don't, like, I don't like the idea of them having Codexes that cancel out previous Codexes. Like, no, it like, would have additions, like, but, yeah, it, yeah, but that, put out a new one that's fancy and pretty, like the I mean, because we already, the data sheets make them all free, you know. But, hmm. you know, you put out the new codex that's new and pretty so that you don't have to go back and refer online if you don't want to. Yeah, the, the whole thing is give me rules so I can buy more models. Because let's face it, the people that don't want to buy rule books don't. They, yeah. they, sell, they sell the seven C's and that's that. So, like give the people who do buy them incentive to do so and uh and you're all good don't make it like a like was that a soul pirate bay reference yeah yeah, yeah. good That'd job thanks i mean now now's the kind to do it right because eighth and ninth edition was almost a adjustment more than a right completely new and um most people seem to like ninth edition so i think this is a good time to do it um have you guys ever played the Lord of the Rings strategy game? I haven't played it since the original, I think, Return of the King box that came out when I worked for UW, and it was like, you need you need to know how to play this game. But I haven't right, played so, it since. So the only time I played Lord of the Rings is when uh, I showed up uh, back when I was a Grey Knight volunteer yonder 15-plus years ago, and I showed up at a Games Workshop-organized conflict event, which was Games Day, but for Canadians, I suppose, and they tossed me for an hour at the the big, gigantic Lord of the Ring battles that says, you are hosting this. And I went, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, an hour in, the uh, I, I, I can't remember what happened, but basically the guys that were doing the build and play table were either they were not cutting it or they vanished or they got sick. I, I don't know what happened to them, but they were no longer there to do their job and i had already run that event at uh, at a previous event so they they came and said hey do you want to go walk around in some spruce said absolutely because i don't know what's going on here <laughs> i have never played but it does have a soft spot in my heart because the goblin town box that came out way back um those were the first models I ever painted for someone else uh so that's like Got a soft spot in my heart. I do enjoy the models. Um, I used to have a regular at my store who would buy every single Middle Earth release in the hopes that maybe someone would play with him. And uh, he wound up using him for like some other game just so he could use his models that he loves so much. Uh, I hope he's excited <laughs> because someone is. Well, to be fair, what's in this preview, if there was ever a way of getting people to actually jump into the game, that is it. This is a good way of doing it. Oh, absolutely. Like, finally, starter boxes? Yeah, yeah, army combat patrols and <laughs> starter boxes. I'm with, that I'm, have a good I'm with Amy. I haven't played, but I, I definitely had some terrain built for me, actually, too. So, uh, nice. Brave. And it's that, it was great because it was... Um, the uh, the peers and the and the 
the uh, houses of uh, oh, uh, Lake Town or Lake yeah. Town, yeah. And it was great. The terrain's awesome. It really is quality stuff. But uh, yeah, I've, I've never played. Uh, always wanted to. I heard this, I heard the rules were spectacular. Are they going to revamp? So you guys don't know if they're revamping the rules here either. Nope. So they they like they said they're it's not a new edition. It's just like any of the errata and FAQ stuff. They have they have touched up the rules, but it's not it's not a new edition per se. Nice. Yeah, and in the combat patrols, of course, will make it much easier to uh, to get an army going. And we um, <clears throat> even got some stuff, a good amount of stuff, coming out from Forge World for characters, which I'm sure is a big part of playing the game too. Right, having all your different special characters from the Lord of the Rings books in, in the history of that world. Um, I do I... like that at one point, Adam Troke said something about, it was a model that had previously only been released in, and he said the words Citadel resin, and you could hear, <laughs> you could hear the entire internet just think fail cast. Yeah. It just, it oh, just, man. you couldn't Aww. help it. Poor fine cast. Man. It's not good. <sighs> It's, I have some waiting to be built, and I don't want to. Here's like the, uh, the, the I, I I think I've communicated this to you, Amy. Maybe you too. Also, Matt, I can't remember, but as much as failcast for sure, I am now on the hunt for a fig that is only available <laughs> in resin. Of course, because it's a glorious fig. It's wonderful. It so good. So if anybody has a snickrot lying around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I'll, I might have to give this a try and just see. I mean, like I, I've heard the same thing you have, Terrence. The rules are supposed to be pretty good. So, and back when I played, it was in that weird point where they're pushing for army scale, but it was still didn't have the army scale rules yet. So it was pretty clunky back then. But uh, I hear it's gotten a lot better. I think I had the same customers as my store that. You had Amy, where they, they just buy everything and then they just disappear. Yeah. Um, so there's people out there with huge collections who hopefully they come out of the woodwork and play. Well, I mean, it's, it's a spectacular world to play in, right? I mean, uh, how how can you not watch the show and not want to put it on the table, right? So I don't know. But yeah, for sure. The scale is interesting. I mean, it's definitely 25. Yeah. So, yeah, which is, that's, that's going to change in the new box set. I know, hopefully not, because you know they're they're that true twenty five, so um, you can mix them with other other models or use them for for D anD D with other things, and they don't look quite out of place. Like if you try and throw down some, and it's and it's memories. not like and it's not like scale creep in forty k, yeah. where if you have two different size space marines, you just go, well, yeah. You know what I mean? If you've got a, a hobbit that's as tall as an elf, you're going to have a bad time. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, that's yeah. why I feel like whenever they put out something, an image for League of Votan, they need to put a reference silhouette mm-hmm. of a space marine next to it. Mm-hmm. Like the, those berserkers they, they showed us uh, a week or two back, they look bigger. You have to actually take a look at the, the, the thickness of the base, realize that these are going to be like some hefty big dudes for League of Votan, they're still going to be kind of tiny. Yeah. I think it's awesome that they're doing squats again. I just, I, I that's such a great, uh, amazing thing. You know, I was, I used, I used to, like uh, JF was saying, I used to go to all the uh, conflicts and, and grand tournaments around the country in Canada. So we, I went to the one in Toronto, the grand tournament in Toronto. And I remember, uh, the GW guys came by to talk, uh, you know, to us about everything GW. And uh, there's a couple people that have put up their hand. Are we ever going to see squats again? And the guy's like, ugh, no, we're not going to be able to see squats again. It'll never happen. And then, uh, of course, the next question was, are we going to ever see a, a Space Marine movie or, or you know, uh, visual entertainment and the guy's like no that's never going to happen and then one guy put up his hand and said are in the new movie in the new space beam movie will there be squats so <laughs> it was a great <laughs> epic 
It, I don't know if you were following it, Terrace, but on April Fool's Day, they put out a pre, like a spoiler or like a little preview for the Votan, and they're like, guess what's coming back? Squats. But they did on, <laughs> but they did on April Fool's Day. So everybody thought, Which, oh, yeah. And, <laughs> and like less than two weeks after being at Adepticon, yeah. saying absolutely no squats. Yeah. So awesome. they, they troll everybody hard on April Fool's Day, and then the next day, like, uh, we, we weren't kidding. Like, here's a model. They're coming back. Well, well played, DW. Well played. <laughs> Good stuff. I think one of the, the most exciting things, which I know we're all eagerly waiting for, is the new Kill Team box set, and we got to see what comes in the box. Charis, have you checked out this box? Have you checked out the preview at all? Uh, I will look at it right now. Oh, because no, I, I, I have not, so let me take a look at it. So we get to see the, the next Kill Team box set. Um, into the dark and a lot, a lot of terrain with this one. Mm-hmm. So because we're in a space hole. Yep, creating Ugh. those, creating those tight corridors on the board and uh, making space very limited for your models to get around. Uh, lots of uh, close quarter fighting, as they went over in a more recent article, telling you what what weapons will be good. What was, what was the other? Uh, there was another kill team. From the last edition that did that, there was a box that did, and I can't remember what it was called now. I have it on my shelf. Do I remember <laughs> what it's called? No. Uh, but it was another one that, it, it didn't have all the terrain like this one did. It had doors, right, and the board. Oh, so um, it's like, the one the... that had the Necron and yeah, the yeah. Um, the Space Marines. It, it, the, 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 the introduction of plastic flayed ones. I can't remember what the name of it is, but yeah, I, I, rem- I remember it as if it were a meal ago. Mm. And, uh, yeah, so, like, I, I like the idea of, especially if you're playing squishy armies that maybe don't want to get sniped from far away. The thing that I find fun about this one is that they do go out of their way to introduce rules for a um, a bird that helps <laughs> you see uh, things that are hidden in cover, but then they give you a setting that has no elevations on which to work with to use that properly. Yeah, well, they, but we we still specify like we still we talked about this and that yeah we did you know there's the big rooms and you're not just going to be playing in your space hall. No, no, and I I have a feeling also that you can probably gear out your space hall to have spaces with ele- elevations like you're going to be. Oh, yeah. Because that's the thing. Like one of the things that we're going to be here say, for a while. Yeah, they said we're going to be here for a while. I don't think the next box is going to be the exact same set of scenery. So it's yep. probably going to be, we're probably going to see different sceneries. Like maybe some. Wouldn't it be cool if we saw a um, a starship's reactor core or something like that? Oh yeah. Mm hmm. Uh huh. And then and then you can mix the uh, various things. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Does, if you could make that in clear plastic. You know, like you did with the windows for the for the sister's tank. That Like, if we could have that clear plastic so I could, like, stick a battery-operated uh, votive candle in the bottom. That'd mm-hmm. be cool. Just saying. Uh, yeah, it's the idea of exploring the terrain of the interior of a Space Hawk, considering that what we've had before were, like you said, like a couple of bulkheads here and there, and usually just the Space Hawk board games cardboard you know play mat they, they they can do some awesome things yeah and like like amy said the the whole point is that the rooms are huge so they're going to be huge up and down as well as side to side so there has so more 3d is better yeah for sure and, and um <clears throat> that'll i'm sure that'll come into play if you choose you know the kill team's Seem to be cross compatible, hope. Um, so you'll be able to use that if you take that crew kill team to like one of the other kill team settings. Um, they're talking about <clears throat> what was great in the article is how like the orcs from the first set have the breacher and like he's going to be great in this because he can just bust through walls and bust down doors and stuff. So, um, it looks like there's some forethought and planning to you know maybe the abilities that the, the units have. From the Let's reel ones. it in a yeah. little bit there, well, but a little bit, you know. <laughs> I gotta give him give him some credit. Um, and of course, we have a a poor servo skull that just has a bomb strapped to him. Oh, he's so cute. Ah, uh, it's so stupid how cute he is. 
I assume the uh, Gathamo controller is is not sad that he's sending him to his death or psychic death. I mean, death. somebody's got to do it. It's fine. I'll pick up the parts, rebuild them. That's true. I mean, I'm sure he might, he might be designed exactly for that. Like he'll explode yeah. and then you put him back together. That's kind of like, or you know, he's kind of like that that bomb squig. Like there that bomb go. squig yeah. is not going to have a good day, but he is psyched about it. He's very yeah. excited. On the other hand, you can't reassemble the bomb squig. You can grow another one, though. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. I figured you blow up the bomb squig and all the parts just grow into more squigs mm-hmm. eventually at some point. Okay. They just make spores. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. Um, the board looks like it's a little smaller than a kill team board, the normal size, which I think, if, if that is true, makes sense, right? If you're cluttering it with terrain like that, you don't want... Quite as much of an open space. Take forever. <laughs> yeah, to fill out like uh, the, uh, the normal sized board. So you get eight wall sections, uh, another eight connecting pieces, and just some random stuff, you know, jetting out of the wall there. Um, looks. Is this actually. Is this the terrain that they had for Necromunda when they released it, or is it a little different? The wall sections. They look very similar. Um, but I don't have any nearby to compare. Jeff, don't worry about it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I. I. It definitely could be used swapping the game for sure. Yeah, and it looks like it might. If it's not the same as the Necromunda stuff, looks like it, you might be able to sort of connect it together. Um, and this is well, a whole... thing. Like they they do create uh, scenery that connects together without bragging about it. Yeah, until true. like the designer gets on Twitter yeah, to tell everyone about that. That was the that. best part. That is one of my best Twitter follows. I don't even remember his name, and I feel bad about it. But he's like the designer. It was the Ashway stuff was how we found him. He's like, all right, well, so here's the 800 different things you can do and the way all the scenery fits together and here. And it was like every single day it was like, oh, so if you've got this part, look at what you can do or you can build these like this. And I was like, where has all of this information been? Yeah, that Why was... is this not a thing on the community site? What are we doing? That was super impressive. Like, yeah, you take the ash waste elevated hut put this sector mechanica stuff around it and now it has a platform running all the way around that happens to fit perfectly yeah and it's all just those little clippies so you yeah. don't have to glue anything you're not committing ah. so much like kill team octarius this is a a full starter set tokens cards rule book scenario book everything you need to play kill team so um another great chance to just jump right in and um I think this is going to be a really, really good one, especially once we start getting more Space Hulk themed uh, war, mm-hmm. war groups, war bands taken. Well, what's going to be exciting? Like, don't get me wrong, I am super thrilled about the uh, the the whole Space Hulk thing, but if they're going to be doing these quote unquote seasons of different themes for Kill Team, I'm very curious what they're going to do next. I know. I know, like I'm, I am psyched for three more boxes of Space Hulk, because let's go. But yeah, like that one. It's cool to see like inside a Tyranid ship too. Oh yeah, something like that would be great. Just different, different weird uh, zones they could expand to. You know what I'd like to see? I think a spaceport. Like with a oh, nice, yeah. like with a tower and like some gas things, because then. We've got yeah. all these flyers that we we have on our bases, like being able to use them as scenery and things like that. Like there's there's options there. I mean, there could very well be a functioning landing base to left on the space hulk. Oh, well, that's true. A hangar, a hangar would be nice. So, Kill Team, uh, that looks like to be a very up soon and upcoming release. Um, we all know that the next codex is Chaos Demons, and we got a little preview for that, too. Um, so they're changing the way that saves work a little bit for Codex Demons, making it maybe a little more confusing, depending on who you are. Me? Is it me? <laughs> is it me who played Demons exclusively because they had a five-up info? Yes, yeah. Yeah, me. So demons no longer have a straight invulnerable or an armor save than the demonic save, which is just their across the board invulnerable save. They now have two different saves depending on the type of demon they are: one for shooting and one for close combat. And these are both invulnerable saves. They are not right. Oh, I thought they were. They're 
are there? No, they're, they're still well, demonic saves. Yes, but yes. Things, if I remember correctly, like and and tell me if I'm wrong, things that ignore invulnerable saves do not ignore yes, demonic saves. That is a good point. So they will not. But they operate like invulnerable saves yes. in that they cannot be modified. Yes, they're not affected by AP, or but they cannot be canceled like invulnerable saves, which brings up something interesting for a future Grey Knights update. Where they can uh, be able to ignore it. Uh, That's true yeah. because then you that can give, fun. yeah, you can give something snazzy to Grey Knights, like a special type of ammunition, right. without it affecting how they interact with other armies. Which is always always good, right? Getting the armies more more on theme mm-hmm. is never a bad thing. Yeah, um, you still have to be careful though, not to create a situation where. Every time a, a a demon player sees some gray knights, he'll assume he he's gonna die, like he's gonna lose. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It, it's um can't can't take it too far, which is always always a possibility. Um, and it's, it's interesting how it, this these these saves sort of make the demons all feel a little bit different, right? They used to just all have the five plus invul, but now like pink hars, hundred percent don't want to get into combat because they have a 6+, plus, but they get a 3-plus against shooting. So they're going to be very hard to take down with shooting. You're going to want to try and get in close combat with them. And um, blood letters are, are a little the opposite. They're better in close combat than uh, than from shooting. So it'll be interesting to see how the rest of that codex plays out. They're really stunning on the table, too, those new uh, miniatures for... I mean, new in quotations, I guess, is the... Thing. Whenever they put out a new demon or a new greater demon, or or it's it's amazing. This the stuff is spectacular. Yeah, I, I think one of the things that has you can definitely see the improvement with over time is sculpts for demons, right? Because way back in the day, a lot of them were were pretty goofy. Now they're just like seventy five percent are fine, and there's still twenty five percent that are goofy. But that's mostly Nurgle. But so they're they goofy in like be. a good way. That's what I mean. Like, like it's it's Nurgle or the uh, the the Zinch, the blue scribes. One of my favorite models in the game, and it's so dumb that guy that blue horror up there is so excited about it. Um, and I mean, we saw some of it with the new cultists, like the ones that we haven't gotten yet, the torments and the. I forget what they're called now, but um, they've they've gotten way better. Because do you remember how bad like chaos spawn models and oh, chaos yeah. like the possessed oh, yeah. were? Like the they were not good. Fe- it was like Fiends put of a Slanesh. tentacle on it. Yeah, Fiends, Fiends of Slanesh were particularly particularly horrible, and now they're just creepy, but in a good way. Or yeah, but, I mean they don't. It's where they get to go crazy, yeah, right? Sure. Like you you're not beholden to literally anything. Like other yeah. than if it's Nurgle, make it gross. Yeah. I, th- I think they they they're going theme. When we were at uh, GW last time at Warhammer World, they told me that they're the modelers. What they're told is how to make this thing more GW than what it was before, mm. and I think that that's really the case. They've really made it so it's so everything's becoming more and more with their theme, you know, that fits their universe. And uh, the Slaneshi models, for instance, are are spectacular. They're amazing. Yeah, the the original demons, you know, they were just sort of, they had a little bit of a twist to them, but they were just sort of generic kind of demon guys. And now you've got, I mean, like Amy was saying, right, when they're going goofy, they're going full full goofy, and they know they're doing it and doing well with it, like... uh, Sloppity Bile Piper for the Nurgle Sloppity Bile Piper has the second best Nurgling in the game yeah. also. Basically, he's, a, he's so psyched to be there. A big, gross, like, gross demon playing a organ bagpipe made out of organs, right? Yeah, <laughs> so yeah but that's what I mean is that, yeah, that for sure. that's very GW. Like, yeah, exactly. So, it's thick. That model in particular is thick with the, the way of GW. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, um, I mean, I, I always love the trend of, of throwing little friends on things, like nerdlings yeah. or... 
I, I adore how that's just taken off and every army that can have a buddy has a buddy. Right. You, even the tower starting to have it more and more with some of those mini drones, like the Dark Strider mm-hmm. model has. Oh, he drones. has those little friends. They're, They're so, so cute. cute. I mean, I and even the Imperium is starting to have more and more servos. I know. So. Just, everybody needs a buddy, right? A little, a little buddy. And again, Games Workshop, so good at leaving money on the table by not giving us just a line of either little vanity chibi models so, for the, the, those things or just as many stuffed toys as they can do. Or like I saw there was, I, I forget the company now, but it was a it was a company that sells STLs. And what they had were parts to make your own servo skulls. So it was a mm. bunch of different tentacles, a bunch of different skull shapes, little arms and weapons and stuff you could stick on them and it's like gw just you know that skull box make one like that but with servo skull parts and i will spend so much money on stupid servo skulls and i don't even play the imperium yeah servo yeah. skulls box a the a bunch of the single nerglings like yeah give, give me, me a screw of nerglings box. all day which was one of my favorite things oh, about, about the nergling box for age of sigmars there's like 10 just individual nerglings that I just put on okay. everything. Give I us... have so many rippers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, see, turnip buddies. But the, the, buddies. the rippers, rippers don't show up enough, though. That's true. That's true. I did, they, this is why we they need, like, there's there's a couple of kits that they do need to be revamped for, uh, for Tyranids. And once they get revamped, it would be fun if they came with a few, like, ripper buddies. Yeah. <laughs> Did you ever get the Forge World Rippers, JF? Ah, uh, yes, I have nine bases of those waiting to be added to my army, but I'm lazy and busy. <laughs> I my wife told me that I had to dust my my Tyranids. So last week I took a a small brush and dusted all my Tyranids. And oh gosh, yeah, it was it was nasty. How many Ripper bases do I have? Let me go count. <laughs> You can never have enough rippers. Um, I haven't bought Tyranids in a while, but I remember when every Tyranids crew had a couple rippers on there. And they're like, oh, yeah, this is also a unit you can use in your army. They need to bring back Snotlings, though. But that, uh, <laughs> back in second edition, if you had a shock attack gun, you had to have Snotling bases because that's what you shot through the. Uh, uh, the shock he's attack still gun. like that, isn't he? Yeah, they're on there, but you like you had to buy a, a separate unit of snotlings, and that was kind of like oh. your ammunition. Oh, okay. No, that's that's a lot cooler. Like when you shot, you had to remove bases of snotlings, and there was there was the great old second edition uh, weapons table where you rolled on it, and it was stuff like these snotlings appear just outside of the like just next to the guy and do nothing. I... way. I do remember that. I remember yeah. that the the whole point was teleporting snotlings inside the armor. Yes, That's awesome. And they don't do that. Well, I, that might still be the lore of it. They but just like, they just don't spell it out like that, right? I, I do miss all those kind of orc random stuff. Yeah. Uh, for, 40, 45 uh, ripper bases, by the way. <laughs> oh this gosh. is the ar- This is the army that almost destroyed my marriage. <laughs> yeah, I had to. Yeah, it's crazy. But yeah, more rippers, more buddies is good. And I like the fact that they're kind of making the 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 goofiness uh, optional. Like the Beast of Nurgle, his uh, his he's got an optional more goofy face. Yeah, you can kind of choose which way you want to go. A lot of the a lot of the buddies are like you said, they're single nerglings, so they're extra parts. So you don't have to put them on if you don't want to, but. You can if you want to, uh, and they give you enough that you know you buy the kit, the Nurgle, Nurgling kit, and then you have, I think, like I said, like five, five or ten extra ones just to put wherever you want. So more buddies, always better. And as eight eight two days ago, that was of course Corn Day, so we get yeah. to see a lot of stuff or some stuff for Corn, including the, for some people, long-awaited Horus Heresy upgrade kit. Which, while I don't care about this one, it does make me really back on board with my Night Lords. I'm like, okay, all right, this is going to be good. I can, I can handle this. I waver so much. I need them to put out the upgrade kit, so I'll just commit. <laughs> and um, you, you think buying an upgrade kit is going to make you commit 100% no. or? No. 
no. I mean, yeah. it's me. It'll at least commit for this batch. I mean, I, I do, I'm not going to play them, but the World Leaders are a pretty striking army in the Horus Heresy days with the white armor and blue shoulder pads and the, the red faceplates. Yeah. I, I like how they look like such good guys color-wise. Like, these are very calming colors usually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but nope. Nope, they're, no. they're not at all. That is not what happens to them. <laughs> um and we also saw the Space Wolf upgrade kit, which had a lot of, of wolfy heads. I'm, I'm I don't sh- understand the hate. There's like a lot yeah. of hate and I'm like, what did you expect? Like yeah, they are wolves. as advertised wolf heads. Yeah, they these they have wolf heads like very old wolf space wolf figs had. Like this is how how and the worst part is, like, all these growing R's, like, oh, I've been here, this is ridiculous, they should look more serious. Like, where have you been? <laughs> this is exactly what Space Wolf helmets looked like back in the day. I mean, they every... getting to fight at stores to get those. Yeah, every upgrade set is heads and shoulder pads, right? So they gotta be yeah. unique for the faction. So, the, uh, the world leaders have sort of the proto-Corn Berserker helmets, and the Dark Angels had their feathery wings. Like, what did you expect the the Space Wolf heads to look like? You know, I mean, they're not just going to hang a weird wolf tail off the side. But it's it's also a callback to some of the metal yeah, things that they had. Yeah, that was it was like a Space Wolf captain or something that had that head. The wolf head. Yeah, and they're called Space Wolves. They're not going to not have wolf iconography. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And um, we also get to see our first preview of the new Corn Berserker. Mm-hmm. And oh boy, that is a oh. nice looking model. It's, uh, it's a less, lot less goofy than his uh, the previous ones. He has a ranged weapon. I don't. That seems new to me. I might just not be paying quite enough attention to what <laughs> they used to be like. Did did they, did Corn Berserkers have? Plasma pistols in the past? Yeah, you could, they would have, it was like a squad of, you know, whatever, 10, and you could take a couple plasma pistols in there if you wanted to. Okay, okay. All, all pistols, though, no uh, no bolters, just, just close up. And hopefully the new boxes contain enough chain axes, because that was the that yeah. was a big stickler in the past, is you get a box of, like, eight guys, and there'd be like, you want them to have chain axes, and they only got, like, two chain axes in there. To be fair, Games Workshop has been very good yes, in, the, in this edition with having all the options that make sense. So I, if they don't all have chain axes, then that means that in the rules, you probably can't give them all speed, the chain axes. They, they did do that weird weird thing where they retroed some units where it was like, oh, well, Harlequins only come with uh, two of each special weapon. So instead of taking a squad of having everybody have it, you can have it, two guys can have it. But... um. I mean, it's probably better that I way. Mean, listen, they they did that also for the um the the Admech, like yeah, the Vanguards yeah, sure. and the Rangers, which is is a huge problem for me because I did go through the effort of all converting them so that I have two units with three plasma culverins, and now I need to figure out how to not have that be the case anymore. Yeah, the same thing with my Harlequins. I just I put them together with a because you could just back when the line first came out, you could just mix whatever weapons you wanted. So I just threw whatever on them, and then it was now it's a little reduced. But well, because I don't want to mix like an yeah. Arcubus with a bunch of like it, they're not good options to have one of each. Yeah, for sure. So having three of the same made more sense, but now I can't do that. So I'm I'm gonna have to figure some things out, but. Admittedly, though, as far as creating a product that is easier for player gamers mm-hmm. to consume and use and use properly, that it does make more sense this way. Yeah, it it definitely makes it a little bit easier, and you're not you're not chasing bits, right? Which is, I think, something they were trying to stop happening to you. Um, I do like how they showed the old Corn Berserker with the new ones. So you could see just how goofy they used to look. The one thing I feel that they toned down, and I mean now they match a bit more what the uh, what the World Eater helmets look used to look like, but they did tone down sort of the the craziness of the the, the helmet things, the the wings, I suppose. Yeah. yeah, these look a lot closer to the the ones for the Heresy World Eaters, which um, 
Although we haven't seen the whole box yet, there could be hopefully some other head options in there. Because even the preview on the top of the article has a more ornate headdress going on on his helmet. So hopefully. We'll I mean, that's the more. thing about Chaos. They are not. They don't feel compelled to match. Yeah, exactly. I mean, if they matched, they wouldn't be chaotic. Yeah. <laughs> and we also got to see a some horse heresy previews besides the the helmets um we got a little little bit of a peek at the the mechanicus coming uh that's the the next book in their cycle of horse heresy releases so knights a lot of uh your ad mech with um it'll be interesting to see if because this is all Forge World stuff before, um, I think it would be great and if they're keeping up the trend to make this stuff more available in plastic. Uh, I'd be in trouble. <laughs> I think no matter what the release is, we're typically always in trouble. <laughs> I'm doing fine. <laughs> I'm, I'm keeping up with most of my painting responsibilities in general. I'm so far behind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How many days sold up to Amy? 223. <laughs> I did just pull it up to look. I was like, wait. It's important to be ready. Do you um do you know anybody that's getting any traction playing the new Horus Heresy stuff, Terrace? Um, I don't. It's an incredible box though. Like uh, it's spectacular. Uh, a lot of people on my tours are are so I sh- I, I kind of lied. A lot of my people on my tours do want do heresy uh nobody local uh, that i know but uh yeah spectacular box and the and the books are are super quality so they went all they went all out didn't they um and it, it will be cool to see the the admech stuff i think it'll be a good addition yeah i think the um horace heresy box set is one of the best values for the cost yeah yeah, 100%. So much plastic. Unbelievable. Like, when it... Yeah. When you pick up that box, you know you're picking something up. Yeah, exactly. There's a... I mean, it. it's probably one of the... Every box it comes with two starting forces, but this, this one actually feels like two starting armies just by the amount of stuff you get. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, the, uh, the advantage of not including the uh, any terrain. It's this is all army. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. All models, no terrain, and uh, and uh, you know, I, I think a lot of people were surprised, and they're saying this is just this box is an ongoing product. We're not, you know, like the Indominus box or or Dominion. It's not not limited. It's it's around for for good until they make a new one, like a whole new starter set. So. Which is, which is great, yeah, for people to get into it. We did have a debate here, though, what what, what chapters we'd do. So it was, that was a kind of a cool debate because it's always always comes down to what paint scream is from what era and that kind of thing. So it's it's a always a an interesting uh, conundrum for sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, did you, what chapter did you land on? Me, I would I would probably do. Uh, probably a thousand sons. Nice. Um, we, uh, did you take the test on the GWO side, or did you just kind of? No, I've just kind of. It's it's always been a question for us yeah, for in sure. a lot of ways. Yeah, it's an ongoing question, of course, geek question. I I, 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 w- I do think that I would uh, I would uh, maybe go on a on how do you say an easy way out. I think I might do the ultras. Because <laughs> I always, I, I'm a huge fan of ultramarines, so I think it would be cool to see those painted up as ultramarines. But uh, that's always not a, not a, uh, it, it's frowned upon for some reason. I don't know why, but <laughs> people just seem to be sticklers about the ultramarines. Right. But, and finally, we're almost on to year two of Warhammer Plus. So coming up in a year, I think. Um, I've enjoyed it, and we did sort of get a, a little shadow preview of the models that will be available for yearly subscription. It looks like a Chaos Terminator Lord and maybe a Chaos Sorcerer for Age of Sigmar. So, the year of chaos is upon us. Um, Heck yeah! 
but I'm sure just like the models that were available for the first year, these will be equally as impressive and uh, really neat additions. Maybe that's where, maybe that's your Huron Blackhawk right there. <laughs> no, no, no. It, 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 would, it would be rarely put, available. Put a but what if it like could that. be? I mean, with some conversions, I'm sure. Yeah, for sure. It's a little hand thing. But Games Workshop wouldn't do us dirty like that. No, no, no. not for something like not something something that is in the codex. Um, they would do us dirty different ways, but not like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. They, I mean, they'll give them a name just like the aura character. But... You mean my beast naga warlord? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> All right, Terrace. Anything else you would like the folks out there to know before we end this episode? No, that's awesome. Thank you very much for having me. It was always good to hang around and chat with you guys. Um, yeah, good to go, actually. Yeah, always always great to hear about what is going on at Geek Nation Tours. And as we said, guys, and as we've told you in the past, head over to geeknationtours.com. I'm sure Terrace has a tour for you. <laughs> There's And he's always kind of with new ideas, too. And um, if, if you see one of the ones with the tour starter, I think that's a really neat idea, and I would... Definitely hop in on one of those. Yeah, thanks. That's uh, uh, we're excited about it for sure. All right, Terrace, thank you so much for joining us again. We'll talk to you again in the near future. But until then, we'll talk to you guys out there again in a couple weeks. Thank you for listening to 40K Radio, part of the Free Buddhist Network. You can contact us via email at hosts at 40kradio.com or on the Free Buddhas Forum. Please check out the other podcasts on the Free Buddhas Network. Until next time, remember that in the grim darkness of the far future, there is only war and cookies. <laughs>